Today is November 25th, and the Yankees are doing not a lot of anything, but we hope you had great Thanksgiving. We got a lot of fun voicemails to talk to and a Patreon contest to do, and some little bitty news. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Let's talk Yanks. Steaming hot takes. Steaming hot takes. With these two fine dudes, it's time for Talking Yanks. Hello and welcome to the first episode of Talking Yanks after 2018 Thanksgiving. Big turning point in all shows that will be remembered by many. My name's John Boy. I'm coming to you from the Jersey Shore, and I got my co-host, Jake, coming to you from Denver. Welcome you all back to another off-season episode. Jake, how you doing? How was your Thanksgiving? Jimmy, I'm good, man. Back back in the great northwest of Nebraska. Back in Denver, I'm good. I'm good. Broncos just scored a touchdown. I want to be watching the Knicks, but my NBA app was broken, as I was telling you. Uh, but it was good, man. Classic went to another wedding. Of course I did. We, we talked briefly since then. Go Yankees, go Yankees, go Yankees. Tell them, Grandma, good episode. All right, and we'll see you guys back on Thursday for another episode. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Busy week. Black Friday kind of sucks when you're selling things, but it's fun. But thanks everyone. Yeah, thanks everyone for buying. Well, we got good stuff. They're buying it, but like I'm one man customer service, so right. It's like I didn't realize that. Oh, oh, I can't leave my computer. <laughs> yeah, uh, but it was good. I did a lot of errands today. Moved some stuff. Moved a bed. Drove with a bed on top of a car. That's always fun. Saw saw a pic of that. Saw saw intern Luke trying to trying to wrangle that bad boy. We got the twenty-seven percent off sale going through today, Cyber Monday. If you're listening today, so Cyber Monday, and if you're listening today, you should know that this episode of Talking Yanks is brought to you by a couple really special people: Alex Joseph, aka JoJo Biggins, Patrick Bishop, P. Bish, Manny, or Manny, Alizada, Alizade, Alizade. Damn. Nailed it. I think I, uh, uh, Manny Alizade. Yeah. Ali McSelly, McKelly, McSelly. Oh, a t- bunch of tough ones. Jeez. Bunch of tough ones. Ali McKelly, Mark McSelly, McSelly, Mark Shalago. <laughs> that's, that's really fun. Last name. It's a fun name. Shalago. 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 Sounds like a Shakira song. And Jess Brunnell. Thanks, Jess Brunnell. Thanks, Jess Brunnell. Those are our most recent Patreon subscribers. By being a Patreon subscriber, you get a chance to win two affordable jerseys a month. No names on the back. One via contest, one via raffle. You also get to watch the show live if you would like. If you don't want to watch it live but you want to watch the video, you can watch the video at any time. You get access to that and some other perks, and you get the thanks from us for supporting us and helping us keep do this. Patreon, we did crunch some numbers recently. We realized that our Patreon is actually like, really helping us so thank you guys to everyone that is a member 
Speaking of the contest, where we had a contest, best John Sterling home run call for Jake or I, and we are going to do that at the end of the show and announce the winner. So if you submitted, stay tuned. And if you're just interested, stay tuned. And if you're if, if you're listening at all, yo, just stay tuned. Stay tuned. Uh, spoiler. No, I yeah. If you're listening right now and you didn't understand that, if you give us two dollars a month. We just made a contest that was make up the best John Sterling home run call, and whoever we pick gets gets a Yankees jersey. So it's like <laughs> it came down to like t- ten people or so. You could you could have a free Yankees jersey. That's all you had to do. So that's that's going to be at the end of the show. Otherwise, what do we got, Jimbo? Not much for news, which I was super thankful for. You sent out a tweet, Jake, and you and I was mad at you. You were like, "Ah, oh, Black yeah. Friday's fun." But I could use some news right now. If the Yankees made a trade and we had to do an impromptu trade episode or signing episode over the weekend, I would have been I would have been put in a tough spot. So I am so glad that nothing was announced during Thanksgiving weekend. That's what I was excited for. That's I wanted I wanted to get your raw emotions going. Oh, dude. No, Black Friday kind of sucked. Um Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, that's crazy. Thank you for making it suck. My <laughs> new goal is next year to have like one like customer service tech worker intern that can help me. It's a goal. One more Sounds pretty nice. person. Yeah. Good to set goals. I'm actually looking for interns. So if you if you have a video editing background, any skills and you're looking to help out, email talkatyanks at gmail.com. It's a it's a it's a beginning of a process looking for an intern. So we do have some reports that the Yankees were shopping Justice Sheffield pretty hard. They had him in trade offers for Paul Goldschmidt from the uh, Diamondbacks, which then shows you maybe they don't have faith in Voight or, Voight or Bird. But I don't, I don't really think that that, you know, A equals B there. I just think Goldie is clearly better than Voight or Bird, so if he's available, why, why not try? They could still like their chances with Voight Bird, it was just he's the one option that's better. Yeah, I think I think you and I are going to have a slightly different stance on this. Where you know, I I saw you had a tweet the other day was that clearly the Yankees weren't in on Sheffield. Yeah, I think it's obvious now. I th- I think they're just trying to get better pieces. Yeah, but they were going to trade Sheffield for one year of Goldie. <laughs> they're not that high on Sheffield. Also, I think I my tweet was that. They also they also had a trade in place for uh, Kluber, where they offered Sheffield for Kluber, and or Carrasco, and I think this just shows that the whole season when we were when Sonny Gray sucked, when Domingo Herman was sucking, when we were pitching Johnny Lasagna, Luis Sessa, Chance Adams got a start, and everyone was like, why isn't Sheffield coming up? Why isn't Sheffield coming up? And then Sheffield didn't even come up when they expanded rosters, and then he finally came up, and all he did was bullpen in slop games. They gave Tarpley more kind of close innings and not Sheffield. Everyone was like, ah, they must be just handling with kid gloves. They don't want to bring him up. And he, he, they rush him and it's too early, which those can still be part of the equation. But I think it's very clear now that the biggest part of the equation is they, they expected less than what his perceived value was. And they didn't want to burst that bubble by bringing him up. And then everyone else saying, Oh, He's not what his value is right now. I think it's pretty clear they knew they were trading Sheffield this offseason, last season, like maybe even before last season. 
Yeah, potentially. I mean, I, I think the kid glove things and all that still stands fully. I mean, you said Tarpley's getting used in more important situations, but Tarpley was a lefty reliever. We we brought Justice Sheffield up at the end of his year. He did a couple relief innings, but the guy's not supposed to be a relief pitcher. I just think he's the piece that they decided that they're ready to move, which does say a couple different things. But, I mean, it sounds like it's a no-go on Florial, which, hey, everyone talks about him being a special, unique talent in the game of baseball. Tools, blah, 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 all of that. Um, and then the other guys, I, you know, the other guys are kind of up. I mean, you say Paul Goldschmidt. You say, you know, James Paxton, Kluber, whoever it may be. I mean, we're trying to – some serious upgrades. So I, I don't think it's – it's that written in stone what they were doing with Sheffield. I, I just think he was where they want to be next year because he is, he is a young pitcher. Like you've talked about with young pitching, it could take him a couple seasons to figure out or he isn't the prospect we thought he is. But I just think in the next two years, the Yankees are trying to win <laughs> two championships. Yeah. And Justice Sheffield most likely wasn't going to be a big part of that. Yeah, yeah but – for a while, he was talked about as if he was ready and could help right now. And everyone was like, why, if he can help right now, I just think, I just think how, how hard they tried to shop him if they offered him for three different players uh, and how easy. So that means they really, they really weren't attached to him at all, which shows that they don't think he's vital to keeping around. He's also been traded twice now. I don't know. I just think it's telling that they were really pushing him. Yeah, and we'll we'll see how it plays out. I mean, it it could be that, or he was the the quote unquote expendable piece if they're willing to spend on pitching and the other stuff. Yeah, and apparently the Indians and Diamondbacks all said no. They they wanted more than Sheffield, and the Mariners were just like, yeah, we'll take. It's ours. Um, I mean, that's it for news. Have you seen anything else? Not really. The news is like I like I told you. The news is that there's no news. Um. And I mean, no real rumblings or anything. Um, I I don't know. I do you? Th- th- we think this means nothing, right? <laughs> like I know, I know that sounds like bad podcasting, but you know, people want to start speculating things. Like Machado comes out with that quote a couple weeks ago, coming back on his Charlie Hustle comment. Yeah, he did. In a, I mean, a- this is this is just free agency playing out its course. It's still somewhat early. Like we're not even in yeah. December yet. So I. I still think they're – I think at all the moves, I think the tea leaves show that the Yankees are going over the limit, like getting Paxton. I think they're pretty close to going over. They say they want two more bullpen guys and another pitcher. So I I think and, – and all the reports now that – like there's reports saying Machado and Harper are going to land in Philly and New York and who, whichever – which one is which. I saw an article saying that. I still think they're in on one of those guys – the more the more the media says it's not happening or the or the the less it's talked about the more makes me think hey it could happen cuz that's how cashman operates like paxton was never reported once so yeah i still think the yankees are going to have a big off season um i think a lot of people are impatient cuz this is the off season and that everyone's been waiting for but it t- it always takes a while i remember if it's they signed before christmas it's like oh okay cool signed before christmas yeah, and I think a kind of interesting thing in sports with free agency is usually there's, I mean, NBA has the cap. NFL and MLB, normally it's the biggest free agent kind of sets the market. 
I guess in football, it's kind of a positional thing. Um, you know, if if the number one D tackle is going to get paid this, then who's the next guy going to get paid? I think down it the works. Line? It works that way a little bit, like relievers. I think once one reliever goes, then it'll just go. Like fans. right, they kind of set the market. I think what's interesting is right now, I don't think I don't think anybody knows if Machado or Harper is going to set the market. Um, I think a lot of people lean Harper, but I I think Machado may get paid more because he can play shortstop third base. Um, but again, it's still a coin flip at this point, and if one team makes the big offer, that that's what it is. So you think Machado's gonna? You think you said you think Machado's leading? You mean how much he's gonna get paid? I think so. I mean, I I think Harper has an injury history, and his defense is somewhat in question. What he's gonna do? Machado can play two of the most important positions on the field. Um, and he doesn't really have an injury history. So I, I personally think Machado's going to get paid slightly more, but, I mean, not, not by much. Yeah. I don't think they'll set the market either because they're albatrosses. They're, like, completely on their own in the world it's true. of free agency. It's true, but, yeah, yeah, we'll see. Or, or maybe, maybe that will be the opposite. Maybe some of the middler guys will start falling, and that'll make it, you know, the, if the Dodgers sign someone or the Phillies do sign one, then the teams start kind of drying up who will actually sign those guys so i don't know that's that's where we're at in this point in the off season yeah let's go to voicemails because some of these are fun some of them are interesting um to everyone that calls in we appreciate it and we thank you to everyone that wants to call in and be part of a future show it's 908-845-5792 hit the 15 seconds back put it in your phone let's go to the voicemails first one's long but i think it's we we, we owe some thoughts to someone Talking Yanks, what's going on, guys? This is your buddy, Sid. <laughs> Had to call back. I was curious. I just finished your James Paxton podcast there, <clears throat> and I agree. This is great news, great trade, all positives for the Yankees right now. But I had a quick question. The last time I called you guys was after, you know, the CC uh, signing. And I said, okay, we got – Three guys right now, Tanaka, Cece, and Sevi. We need three more, whether it's a Paxton Kluber, which now we know it's Paxton. Second guy being Corbin. Can't miss. That's a guarantee. Got to get him. And then I actually said we need a third guy. And you guys killed me for this, whether it was a Garrett Richards or a Gio Gonzalez or somebody else in that mix, you know, J.A. Happ, whatever. You guys killed me. I mean, it was funny and everything, saying, you know, I just wanted CC to be, you know, a, a basically a pitching coach. And, yeah, it was funny. But, you know, now after this episode, both of you seem to turn and come towards my side and say you want the sixth starter now all of a sudden. I was just curious where this came from out of nowhere. And, you know, I, obviously I agree. CC's a great number five starter, but he's almost guaranteed you can write this up almost at the beginning of every season. He's going to have a couple DL stints, just who he is now. He has one leg and everything else. Sometimes you just get out of shape. He gets hurt a little bit, so they, they end up putting him on the DL for a little bit. All right, so Sid from Long Island, we owe you a bit of an apology. I think I think there's some sense to it, but that voicemail did make me laugh because we did we did laugh because, Sid, you still, you still don't like the CC signing. <laughs> But yeah, I I'd like yeah. Let's let me start there, Sid. We're sorry. We're we're not we're not above eating crow if we have to eat crow. But there's a couple things we left out. The the part of the reason we initially laughed was 
CeCe's a Hall of Famer. He's had a Hall of Fame career. He's coming back to try to get a ring. I don't... I think you and me in our heads don't see CeCe... I think the reason we laughed at that is CeCe's not going to go to the bullpen willingly. I don't see CeCe going to the bullpen for the first half of the season. Like, I only... I don't see CeCe going to the bullpen. The only way I see CeCe going yeah. to the bullpen is if he's dog shit the first half. Like, yeah. Sonny Gray, 2018, dog shit. But people are just like willy-nilly throwing CeCe to the bullpen. Like, I don't think that's happening. Now, he does go on the DL. Now, another reason is that we got Paxton, but we lost the guy Jake and I thought was going to be our sixth starter. So now it's like, okay, we're down one of our, our next tier pitcher. So now maybe go get another, and with Paxton's injury history and CeCe's injury history, maybe you get another guy, and it all mixes up. But, yeah, you're right. We did change our tune a little bit from getting three starters to now getting three. I, but I will say this. I want Corbin and Hap, and I want a six-man rotation. I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, I, I don't think that's going to happen either. I just I, All those guys are deserving of slightly better roles. I mean – it would have to be full buy-in from CeCe that it was going to be a six-man sometimes, and they were going to try to give him extra rest, but that's, I, I don't see a world where that's happening. The part that we, the apologizing should really be about is that we, we miss the fact that if we traded for a Paxton, Carrasco, whoever it was, it was Paxton, that Sheffield was probably going to be involved, so we lost our sixth starter. Yeah. Um, I will say, giving myself half kudos, Garrett Richards was mentioned there, and I said, Hey, this is a guy that's really interesting. He's had a huge injury history. Who knows what the, the free agent market is for him? If the Yankees could snag him, if he goes unsigned for a while for maybe something around what CC got, maybe you go for it. Or the other thing I kind of threw out into the Twitterverse was, what if a, a swingman becomes a paid thing in the bullpen? Like, instead of the worst guy in your bullpen being the Louis Sessa spot starter guy, what if you do pay someone like $8 million to, all right, you're going to be in the bullpen for a chunk, but you're also probably going to get your 15 starts this year. Um, so I don't know. Again, not, none of that's confirmed. I, I do think we're going to see, see some depth. And the other thing that Yankees Twitter will come at you with is our boy Jordan Montgomery, who's expected back midseason, but it's also going to be midseason and he's expected back post Tommy John. So I, you know, it's gotten better over time, but you can't just pen him in. So I I think there's going to be some starting depth brought in somehow. Um at the same time, maybe Yankees Twitter is right. They're expecting Monty back mid-season and then hey, if if Domingo Herman can tighten some things up and have two or three good spot starts, now he's boosted his value. And maybe that's the play. But you and I both think that we're not risking all the all the Sessa starts and all the Herman starts we did last year. So we think a veteran in some form is coming in. I hope we're not risking Sessa. Ugh. Imagine if Sessa pitches. Actually, that's something we can talk about. If they do get they did some forty man moves, they did some other moves for secondary players. They traded for uh, I forget his name, but he's like a he's like a fourth, he's like an extra outfielder, infielder type dude who would would maybe fill the Shane the Shane Robinson role next Jace year. Jace Peterson, yeah, Jace Peterson role next year. But uh, the way it's looking for the forty man roster is they're gonna have to cut three people. So right now there's thirty nine on there, 
And if they're going to bring in two relievers and another pitcher at minimum, that means they're going to have to cut two people. Sonny Gray trade gets Sonny off. So don't be surprised if these are my guesses. Torres, Cole, and Sessa get released. Oh, my God. I forgot about A.J. Cole. I think those three guys aren't going to last the offseason. Okay. I would I would think Toe is. I, I still think his depth is very valuable to have in the organization. Um, or they trade him so he can finally become the NL All-Star he's going to become. But, yeah, I mean, Sessa, get out of here, dude. Um, I think he's going to get released. And, and A.J. Cole, I mean, Sessa has arm talent. You could see it just being a weird minor league trade, like, you know, they they trade him, they trade him to the Pirates, and the Yankees just get some twenty year old with a slim chance of making the majors. Yeah, but yeah, Pro- get ready to say goodbye. It's gonna be tough. Not really, but yeah. All right, next, gentlemen, Jeff calling from Rochester for talking Yanks. All right, real quick, is that does Jeff from Rochester? Is he a radio broadcaster that's calling in? What an opening. It's like a smoothest radio opening. I feel like we're the callers on his show. Gentlemen, Jeff calling from Rochester for Talking Yanks. Gentlemen, Jeff calling from Rochester for Talking Yanks. All right, purely hypothetical, silly off-season question for you, but I've had this kicking around for a little while. Billy Epler calls up Cash and says, all right, Cash, we're punting next year. We're going to trade Mike Trout. Epler says to Cash, you can pick three guys in the entire Yankees organization that are not on the table for this trade. Everyone else is fair game. So to repeat, three guys in the whole organization off the table for the trade. Everyone else fair game to be traded for the best player in baseball. Who are your three guys? Love the show. Looking forward to hearing your thoughts. Thank you, Jeff, for allowing us to call into your radio show. Trout's on his way to the Yankees. They get to poach whoever they want besides three guys that we get to protect. Fun little offseason exercise, because obviously this isn't happening. I could only think... Is this easy? Like, do you right now think we have the same three? I only have two. And then I can add a Well, you need three. (laughs) Yeah, I can add a... Well, I don't care. I mean... The third. Oh. It's Judge Glaber Severino. Which was the one you didn't care about. Sevy, I'm not as attached to as Judge and Glaber. Yeah, I mean, you say that, but then, like, if that happened, we'd be like, yo, like, what's our pitching? Um, But, yeah, those are the three. Those are the three. It is a fun game. You had the I same three? I, it, oh, yeah. Yeah. I think if you extend it to four, I think that's where things get interesting. Well, you have to look at it as contract and you have to look at it as their positions. Like people will get mad at this and I do love Gary Sanchez, but when Gary plays to his ability, which we hope if he does it again in 2019, that he, what he did in 2016, 2017 at the catcher position, not that easily replaceable at all. If he can play to that ability. So you got to look at position sparsity and shit like that. I think Gary might make the fourth, but who knows? It's contract and, and, and comparing him to the rest. Like, starting pitcher, yeah, 
Seve would be hard to replace, but there's a lot of pitchers out there that you could try and figure out a way to do that. Bro, you trade Gary and then you just snag Real Mudo from the Marlins, dude. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, who would your fourth be? Thanks for being on our your radio show, Jeff. It's kind of it's an interesting question. It's probably like Anduhar. Yeah, I mean, Gar- that's a good option contract wise. And G- Gary's in play, but I think I think what you can also say is the other side of that coin is like if you just brought in a guy to play defense as the Yankees catcher, like. <laughs> the the te- the show would go on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What about Stan? So, I think <laughs> I think people kind of want Stan's contract off the books so they can sign Machado and Harper. But uh, yeah, tough to not give Stan love. Oh, that was but, another rumor that I didn't even care about. But some of our listeners may have heard uh, they're trading Stan. If it happens, I'll I'll come on the show and I'll say I was wrong. But. I'm saying now that I don't give a fuck about. Does that. he still okay. have a no trade clause? Yes. Or okay. I, I think yeah, I think that transfer. Someone someone DM'd me and asked about a trade sending him to the Giants for Bumgarner and Panic, and I was like, he said no to being traded to the Giants last year, and yeah. now they're even even in more of a rebuild. So why would he say yes now? Unless well, the no if- trade clause does it get washed as soon as you accept one trade? It may. That's what I'm wondering right now. And I, I'm trying to think about NBA rules, too, and I, I'm just confusing them. I think if you wave it, she, she's gone, which could open up some windows. But, I mean, it it would have to be craziness. Um, and it would be a whole revamped team. And, like, hey, maybe genius Brian Cashman really did think about renting Giancarlo Stanton for a year, which is insanity. But I I don't know. Um I, that's a that's a you can't you can't believe or think any of those rumors until it actually happens. Yeah, I'm trying to. I have a I have an article here that's going to find me the answer. Sure. You want me to talk about something? Yeah. So I'll, I'll talk about something, and this ties into the free agent thing we've been talking about, and the whole Machado Harper stuff. And I think it's my final stance on because I I've been Team Harper over Machado. And it's just because if they sign Machado, if you add, I feel like you add Harper. Like you just keep the core of this team, you roll the ball out there, you've added Bryce Harper. If you sign Machado, I feel like you have a totally different game plan. Like then you're you're moving on from either Didi or Andujar at some point. Like I just I just think the game changes a lot. Um yeah, I didn't find. Did it. that not give you enough time? I, it, it's not up there. We'll have people tweet into us, and we'll probably get answers from both sides. Someone knows if you if you wave like Stanton waved his no trade clause to come to the Yankees. Does he have a no trade clause still? That's the question at hand. We'll we'll get some people chiming in. I'd like to think he still does because the players' union is pretty strong. But who knows? All right, next call. Hey, this is Justin from Rockville, Connecticut, uh, calling for talk talking Yanks. Uh, just two questions for you. One, what are we doing with Jacoby Ellsbury? Scott Boris had said that, that when he's healthy, he's on. Um, if you look at his, his stat line, it's not terrible. He hasn't played since 2017, but is he our full-time left fielder? Is it one of those things that we feel out in spring training? I know he's not replacing Hicks next year. But, yeah, just let me know about that. And secondly, Sonny Gray, 
uh, reportedly been in talks with the A's. Nothing really developing yet. But if you're the GM from the A's, actually, no, sorry, change that. Strike that, reverse it. If you are a GM for the Yankees and you get a call from the GM from the A's and they're like, hey, we want Sonny Gray and Andrew Har for Matt Chapman, straight up. Would you guys do it? It's really out of left field. But, yeah, figured I'd call and ask you guys' opinion on that. See you. All right, Justin from Rockville. Following up a call from Jeff from Rochester, two similar, you know, J names with R places. So there, nice. so everyone write that in your notebooks that on November 25th, Talking Yanks got two calls in a row from uh, a J name and an R place. Yeah. Okay. Keep that in the memory no, book. No, nobody remember that. Yeah. Well, the Patreon contest uh, for May of 2021 is going to be when did two J's from R- two R's call in. So there you go. Let's nip the quick one in the butt. Sonny and Anduhar for Matt Chapman. Your initial gut. Uh, it's not a quick one for me. It's like, ooh, I don't know. Chapman had a better season than Andujar last year, and he's almost just as young. Yeah, and he's like a stud defensively, and it like ends the Sonny Gray problem almost. <laughs> like, I I think Yankee fans, you end up doing that, although I think a lot of bad Yankee fans would say like, hell no, like Andujar is going to be so much better than Chapman. This is at the deli I go to. Like, I think if this was talking A's, which we've had our voice on, you know, A's sports radio, like, I think they scoff at this offer. Maybe they don't, though. Maybe they still love So listen to, <clears throat> listen to this. I don't, uh, again, I don't think this is going to happen, but we're entertaining the idea of it because I don't know why the A's would do this. But that, Chapman and Andrew Harb, the same exact rest of their contract. Uh, they're signed through 2023 with three years of arbitration and two years of team control left, right? So it's same. The money is basically the same. Matt Chapman, I and, and, the, and the best way as a fan to say I wouldn't do this is because I think Andujar is part of the fabric of the team. Him and Glaber came up together. A lot of the guys like Andujar. The fans are endeared to him. You know what I mean? Like he was our rookie of the year. He was our, one of our best players. But Chapman... Got he finished seventh in MVP last year, and he had 42 doubles and 24 home runs. Okay, I mean, Matt Chapman's better than Andujar right now, and they have the same amount of contract left. I know that that probably upset some Yankee fans to hear, but I, I'm just trying to be honest with you guys. Like, Matt Chapman was voted the seventh best player in the AL last year. Yeah, uh, like get that through your head, guys, but. Andujar's power numbers are better. He's got Andujar forty-seven doubles and twenty-seven home runs, and that's we're comparing that to forty-two doubles and twenty-four home runs. But Chapman had a three-fifty-six on-base percentage. Andujar had a three-twenty-seven. And Chapman's special with the glove at a special position. He won the Gold Glove. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Chapman's a better player than Andujar. So I don't know, man. I, the A's wouldn't do this, but. Right, if the, and it hurt a lot of Yankee fans to say that they you would do if this you put if on your Yankees. if you put on your GM hat. I think it's a no brainer, and you do it. Yeah, I. This is almost in real life. I think this is almost like both GMs say no because they have to because it's like rude to your fan base almost. Yeah, but the A's don't give a fuck about being rude to their fan base. It's one of Billy Bean's yeah. favorite things. They live rude to their fan base. Ben had rudeness. 
What was the first part? Ellsbury? What are your <laughs> dude, Ellsbury dude, It was basically just like, what's the deal with Ellsbury is the question. What's the deal with Ellsbury? Well, and here's my answer. I don't fucking know, man. It, it's weird. It's so weird. Is Ellsbury going to be part of the team next year? Or is they going to find some phantom injuries? And they weren't phantom last year. It turned out he had like a major surgery. So that kind of sucks for Ellsbury the person. Ellsbury the baseball player, it was kind of good because... Like, wh- is he going to play, dude? Like, what if Ellsbury comes back and is just trash? And now you can't. <laughs> I didn't think you were going there. And you can't move him. And you can't send him down. And you're going to phantom DL him? Like, know what I think it is, Jim? I think they're just at the point where they're at the point in his contract where if they have to just cut him and wave him, like, that's it. It's done. Yeah. Pablo Sandoval. But, but. People don't like hearing this. What if Jacoby Ellsbury's good? <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that that's the <laughs> flip side of the table, and it's possible he's had good years. Like what? What if Brett Gardner, Jacoby Ellsbury, and Clint Frazier turned out to be a solid left field position? Is that insane? No, but I mean banking on Clinton, Jacoby, I just don't think you can do. Right, and I I know you're still a guardy guy, but I mean his banking on him is. I I mean you you can bank on him being healthy, but I don't think you can bank on his production anymore. Yes, I agree. I don't so want I don't, I don't want Gardner starting every single day in left field. There is a sick world where Cashman thinks somebody out of Gardner, Ellsbury, and Clint Frazier can play left field. I think you got to move him now because you run the risk of him being healthy and bad. Imagine that. Like imagine a healthy but awful. Jacoby taking up a 25-man roster spot. Oh, then it's just cut and run. It's done. You think so? That easy? Yeah. But why wouldn't you try to move him now and see if you can get anything for him? Dude, if you're another team, what? This guy just had a hip surgery? He didn't play at all last year, pretty much? He got the worst contract in baseball? Yeah. I'll I'll take him. All right. (laughs) Give me two. Thank you, San Francisco. (laughs) Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the deal with Ellsbury, man. It's, it's very confusing. I just hope he kind of gets nagging injuries again and, and we don't have to think about it. Like it was that was probably the biggest blessing of 2017. We didn't have to think about Jacoby Ellsbury. Man, you say that, but then think of all the Shane Robinson times like there. Were, there were times when Ellsbury could have been a hero last year. He also could have been a disaster. You're right. You're right. We so, forgot about the Shane Robinson times. What a fool I am. What a fool. Next question. Yo, what up, John Boy Andrew from Hell's Kitchen? Uh, time for my, uh, I guess you can call it a yearly voicemail that, uh, we need a better backup catcher than Austin Romine. I am thinking, uh, Kurt Suzuki as, uh, my number one option. He can fill in for Gary if he gets hurt pretty well. Also thinking, uh, Luke Roy. He's, uh, average defensively and, Maybe he maybe he's better offensively than he was last year. Uh, if not them, then uh, you know possibly uh, AJ Ellis. Maybe even bring Chris Stewart back for some reason because of his arm. Who once upon a time actually started over Austin Romine for the Yankees. We need to get better at backup catcher. All right. So backup catcher. This is like the last of everyone's thoughts, but there's nothing going on, so we can talk about it. Austin Romine, after the 2017 season, was like, yeah, let's let's get another backup catcher in here. Um, 
But 2018, it was like he had a good year. The, the final numbers aren't good at all. But it didn't feel awful because maybe 2017 felt so awful. I mean, he ended with a 244 batting average, 295 on base percentage, and 713 OPS. He did a good job when he filled in when Gary was hurt in the beginning. Then he had some injury problems. I will say I think he kind of endeared himself to the fans, and, and I think the clubhouse loves Romine. Um, is it a concern? I think it's. I think maybe once we iron out every other situation – you do this. I, I, I don't know if you need to change out Romine as the backup. He's got one more year in his contract. Kind of earned it to just give him that. Uh, but they need to they need to revamp the AAA catchers. Like they they traded away Kratz to the Brewers for nothing. Probably regretted that when Higgy was starting. And I know that Jake's the biggest fan of Higashioka, and Jake loves Higgy with all his heart. I just don't think we can rely on Higgy and Romine platoon if Gary gets hurt. Jake, thoughts? I just trade Gary and start Higgy and Romine. Problem solved. Do you know that's a no, real man. that's a real thing? Yeah, S- and that's scary. Step back, th- Yankee fans. It's a it was a real thing. Start Romine. Those are those are real words people said. Well, I'm I'm going to say some nice things first. I think Romine had a very solid year last year, and I think what Andrew's underestimating is how many good MLB catchers there are. It's like such saying, a shitty position. Saying Jonathan LaCroix should be a backup, that guy could very well be an all-star next year. So let's let's take a step back from that. I think the problem is, in a backup catcher, you want a backup catcher. You want the guy that's going to come in, play lights-out defense, <laughs> and kind of looks bad at the plate. <laughs> like I, I know you don't want that, but like that's kind of what it is. I think when I broke down the stats, and Jimmy, if you remember this, Austin Romine had a top like 15, arguably. He had like a top, not arguably, he had a top 20 year from the catcher position only playing half the season. Yeah. So there could be teams... On on talking talking pirates or talking blue jays or something like right now, they'd say, Hey, how about we snag Austin Romine? He's got one year of a team friendly deal. He had a seven thirteen OPS last year. Apparently it's talking blue jays now. Um I just think where pe- if people have a problem with Austin Romine being the backup, it's because he doesn't provide the backup stuff. Like, like if Gary is really having a bad day and can't block the ball at all, like, Romine's not necessarily the solution. He's not going to come in and stop the running game. Like, he's going to come in, go one for four with a slap single to right. But, like, dude, when you, you know I cracked this year. When, when the teams were running on Romine and Higgy, that, like, broke my heart. I know. So, I don't know. Like, if it happens, it happens. I, I know when we hung out with Greg Bird, callback, uh, Greg, I'm in Denver. If you want to go out and I'll watch you hit on girls or something. Greg Bird said, like, yo, you guys don't like probably don't understand like what Austin Romine is on that team. And that's what backup catchers are. And how many how many future Yankees manager Austin Romine tweets did you see this year? Like this this guy's a good guy on the team and he's he's not holding the team back. So if if he's on the team next year, like be cool about it. Be cool about it. Everyone loves Romine. Jack Curry said he'd right. go to a concert with Romine when we interviewed him on the show. Real wow. Michael Kay said he thought Romine would be the next guy to join him in the booth of like a player that eventually joins him. 
all the fans wanted Romine starting over Gary. And like you said, all the fans pegged him as a future manager. It's like Romine's wearing a shitload of hats in the fans' books. Backup quarterback's always the, the favorite player on the team. Yeah. Some, Romine's got a little bit of that going so on. So much potential. Next on the table. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm calling for Talking Yanks. I want you guys' opinion on the, the you know, the whole Yankees, the, the whole facial hair policy. You guys, do you guys think it's time, you know, they should aban- abandon it and just, you know, let the players just grow out their beards? I think they should just, like, test it out like a trial and see how it comes out. What do you guys think? Do you think it's, it's overdone now and they should just, you know, end the, po- the facial hair policy? This is a question that is talked about, like I feel, hear so many people saying, and I wonder in the 90s if this was as thought about as it is today, or do younger generations just are all about, like, less restrictions and facial hair is kind of in fashion now more so? Or do have people been saying they should get rid of this policy forever? Because people say it all the time. People like to throw the word archaic around and all this shit. Uh, do you want to go first? Do you think, what are your thoughts on the facial hair policy? Do you think they need to get rid of it? I think it's been discussed for a little bit now. I think it's more in the forefront just with Twitter and being able to get it in your face more. I still think it's a cool thing. Like, I I think when you're, and maybe this is the old man in me speaking, but when you get become an older person, I think you look at this and you're like, this is cool. But maybe maybe we're too out of the loop, man. Maybe if we were eighteen, nineteen, we'd be saying, "Screw that!" Like, have have a sweet beard. Yeah, I uh, I love the facial hair policy, and I don't care. I love just the a policy. Like, I love a team policy. I don't care that it, right. it. I don't care that it's facial hair, but it just so happens to be facial hair with the Yankees. Like, I like that if we sign Harper, we sign Machado, we sign Brian McCann, we sign anyone. Hey, you're a Yankee now. You got to shave your beard. You're not. What if they sign? What if they signed you? Yeah, I do. I. I mean, it would suck, but it'd be a humbling thing. Like, okay, I. Uh, Jeter had to do this. Mariano had to do this. Roger Clemens had to do this. Fucking no. Know what I think? Thurman Munson, Don Mattingly. Like, it's part of like you're a Yankee now. You're not bigger than what this history and this franchise is. So, fall in. And it could be anything. It could be like, all right, now we got to wear high socks, but it's not. What the Yankees have, and it's been established, is it's you have to have no beard. So I, I like that. Jim, know, know why I think it's getting more attention? The the guys are doing off-season beards, and we see them now on Instagram and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, norm, normally Andy Pettit would go missing for six months of my life. That's true. And I bet he had a nice off-season beard. Yeah. Well, no, I think Andy Pettit... Always rock the stubble. Andy Pettit liked rocking the stubble on the mound. Like he'd wake up and shave really early, so he had right. his five o'clock shadow. For he's talked about that. So there, that's like a fun gamesmanship Pettit's doing with the thing. Uh, I, I'm just picturing Andy Pettit in a nice plaid shirt, two Christmas trees over each shoulder, and a nice beard, but you can still see the butt chin a little bit. Yeah. But that's just what I'm picturing in my head right now. I'll leave you to it. You keep picturing that, and we'll move on to the next voicemail. Hey, Talking Yanks. I know that both of you had said you'd give up Andujar for Kluber. How do you feel about the rumors that Cashman won't give up Andujar or Florial? And how does this sort of prospect hugging make you feel about Cashman and the state of the Yankees starting rotation going into 2019? I love the podcast. Thanks. 
then this is kind of the same topic. Uh, my question is, if you're Cashman and you want Clover, do you, and they want Foreal, do you do that deal? Obviously, it's Foreal Plus, but should he be the center part of the deal, or should we hug Foreal? Two Kluber questions. The second one is very easy. Uh, if they want Florial for Kluber, you're you're like, oh, cool, thanks, great. That's not a problem. The issue is they want Andujar. Now, Jake and I have said that Kluber makes us better. We like Andujar, but there's no doubt that Kluber makes us better. Does the Paxton signing change your opinion on this, Jake? Or now you're like, let's keep Andujar. Um, do you think that if... If Cashman refuses to move Andujar for Kluber, is he is he hugging him too hard? What are your thoughts? I think Ooh. that Ooh. if the Yan- if the Yankees somehow did a Kluber trade, I think Andujar has to be involved. I don't think you get him from the Indians without doing that. I think what that would say if the if the Yankees trade for Kluber, who has one of the best, also one of the best team friendly contracts in baseball. That means they're signing Machado. Three more seasons, 16 mil a season, I believe, is Kluber's contract. Like, end of conversation, they'd sign Machado. Yeah. Um, I think the Florial stuff, I, I, I actually, I'm really into it, Jim. I know we came into last season, and I told you third base and center field are my two favorite positions. So I came into last year looking for a third baseman and center fielder to love. If you're listening to this, you guys kind of know where I stand on Hicks. I just I just need a little more. I know he had a great year, but I just don't love the way he plays. Florial's supposed to be this awesome, toolsy guy. Like, I'd, I'd love to see that, and it seems like with his age, there's a potential passing of the torch from Hicks to Florial. That being said, Hicks isn't a problem on the team right now. So if you have something out there that can make the team a lot better, I think they're going for it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not moving Florial for anyone, but for Kluber, I'm saying... So you're not moving him for anyone, but for Kluber. Yeah, not moving him for just anyone. Like, I'm not like, uh, yeah. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> Two different statements. Yeah. I'm not moving him for anyone. I'm moving him for Kluber. Okay. Wow. Hot. Kluber's good. We got, we got a couple more. Let's see. This one's about Glaber. Hey, John Boy and Jake, Talking Yanks. This is your boy, Nick Greco and Greco2326, calling from Dallas. What I've been thinking a lot about lately is I really, really want the Yanks to keep Glaber Torres at second base. Um, it seems like a lot of people with some of the moves going on, I heard Sonny Gray to the Reds maybe thinking about Scooter Jeanette there. With all the talks of Machado, you think that he might be able to fill in at shortstop. Um, temporarily, but probably eventually move to third base, which would leave the opening maybe for Glaber. I just feel like long-term, um, he projects higher at second base. He could possibly be the best-hitting second baseman in baseball. And I'm not ready to give up on Didi. He's going to be out for a few months next year, but I still think that he could be the Yankee shortstop long-term. So just wanted to throw that out there. I want to see what you guys think. Um, should the Yankees move Glaber to shortstop and have him be the shortstop of the future or keep him at second base? Thanks, guys. Easy answer for me, keep him at second base. I don't. Let's just let Glaber be a second baseman and focus on being a second baseman. He was making a lot of mental errors last year. I feel like if you keep moving him back and forth, back and forth, you're not helping stop those mental errors and letting him get comfortable. I just keep him at second base. Yeah, he he looked good at second base. He can be so valuable there with what he did with the bat. That and again, man, there is this crazy, you know, st- 
Cashman world where he could have written down Glaber Torres as his shortstop five years from now. So, like, something like that shouldn't shock you, but I I don't see it happening soon. I, I think right now you have second base locked down, and he's a good break glass in case of emergency. If you need to bust out Glaber to play short a few games, you have that option, and I think that's that's a nice thing to have on the roster. The next couple trades were all for Sonny, or voicemails were all for Sonny. One was Sonny and Tyler Wade for Defoe from the Nats. Defoe plays like every position, but he's not good with the stick. Others were like Sonny and Andujar for Scooter Jeanette, which was a, one of the more bizarre voicemails we got. Like, And the other was, um, I forget, the other was this one. Jake, John Boy, what's going on, Talking Yanks? Had a quick question about the sunny grade moves that were going to happen. I was curious if you guys thought we would uh, be better off just grabbing some prospects because it seems like a lot of teams want him right now. Would we? Oh, yeah. So we talked about this a little already, Jake, a couple times. Um, let's just – we'll rehash it. Have, has, have either of us changed our mind? Do you think Sonny's getting returned for a guy on the 40-man roster or for prospects to help replenish the – Guys were trading away and losing in Rule 5 drafts. Last time we talked, I think there's a chance they just get prospects back for Sonny to replenish the farm. You think they're getting a guy that helps the team now. Do we still stand where we stood last time we talked about it? Yeah, still stand there. I just don't think the prospects you'd get back for Sonny Gray, quote-unquote, replenish the farm. So then I think you're just... (laughs) What's the phrase? Moving crap for crap, something like that. Like in Always Sunny when they go to the fish market and Charlie's like, you just traded that fish for that same fish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a good scene. I don't know. And I just think you tack something onto Sunny, you you could get a useful piece, whether it's bullpen or whatever. So I'm still there. All right. We're running late. We have some more voicemails, but we'll 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 play them. Uh we'll we will use them next episode unless something happens. Or there's a... A subsidiary podcast that's called Talking Yanks to the Other Guys. Maybe I'll throw the voicemails their way. If you're just want more and 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 more Yankees talk, you could go to that podcast and look at But we gotta do our our contest here for the Patreon John Sterling home run calls, Jakey boy. So Jake chose his top three and and listed them one, two, three. I took I chose my top three. We haven't we don't. I don't know his. He doesn't know mine. So if you're if my first place guy, you get three points. Second place two. Third place one. And we'll see where it goes. We may have a tie. We may not. We have. I have no idea how this is going to work out. No idea if it's a plausible way to choose a winner. But it's what I came up with. Someone's going to get a damn jersey. <laughs> and if it's if this fails, let it be known. Jake's pretty skeptical of my plan from the start. So it's all on me. I was a little skeptical. We'll see. I think it can work. It can work. All right. Do you want to go first? Or want me to go first? Do you, should we each give our three, or do you want to go three, two, one by each of us, or what? Here's my three, and then you go your three. Okay. Okay. Here's my three. There it goes, deep to the left. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Jake continues to rake. Oh, Nelly did Story Ellie crush that. Jake sucks, and the Yankees take a one nothing lead. Jimmy, that's also my third. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which is tough, because I think in the point system, Albert may be getting screwed, but maybe he's not. Maybe he circles around to win this somehow. But I, I really did like that one. Because, man, 
that is that is full circle. Jake continues to rake. Oh, Nelly. So it's like an old reference. He likes that shit. Sterling loves it. Oh, Nelly did Storielli crush that. Yeah. And then he threw a Jake sucks in there, which whatever, whatever, Albert. So that's your three as well? Yeah, that was my three hole. Do you think you would have recited it the same way I did? Or did you have a bit of a different tempo to it? No, you you nailed it. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. So my second was... uh, and the 0-2, there it goes to deep left. It is high. It is far. It is gone. O'Brien is trying his hardest and doing his best, and the Yankees take a 1-0 lead. Jake sucks. Why did Jake sucks in there? I mean, it's way to my heart. Who submitted that one? I hit an 0-2 pitch. Rory McHugh. A lot of people had us hitting 0-2 pitches, which was nice. Yeah, which just shocking. <laughs> I usually forfeited those at-bats. Rory McHugh had that one. So that's my two. What's your two? So my number two was Maggie Hagan, and it was... John Boy, John Boy, John Boy, John Boy, that boy's up to something. O'Brien hits a towering home run to center. Even the jump man won't be able to catch that one. It's pretty good. And I... I like that because that was full circle. It was a modern reference, which I think would have been too much for Sterling to get. But the fact that it came full circle, I, I really like that effort. John Boy, John Boy, John Boy, John Boy. That boy's up to something. <laughs> <laughs> you got a little southern twang there at the end. Put that, in, uh, put that in a soundboard. All right, so now I feel like we both have the same number one. I'll go first. Now the 0-2 pitch. Jake Storielli at the plate. It's a meatball right down the middle. The flying salami loves this one. He makes contact. This one has a chance. It's going, going, gone. A solo shot for Storielli. A bedtime story. Jake Story says good night to this Boston crowd. That's not what I have. Wow, I love the flying salami nickname. Well, yeah, that's, <laughs> I mean, that always plays. And the crowd knows me as that. It's a meatball right down the middle. The flying salami loves this one. I, uh, well, they didn't do the start, but I'll throw the start on there. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Oh, do I have a story, Ellie, to tell? Jake rakes. He piles one into the seats and right. You like that one? I thought story, Ellie, to tell, like that is, that's full prime. And then rakes and piles is one of those things, like, if you, if you don't think about it, you're like, Oh, he's connecting dots there. So I don't know. Like right now, I'm leaning Albert because we both had him. He wins. Albert wins. Yeah. Congrats, Albert. Good for you, Albert. Best third place finish ever. Two, two third place is better than one first. That's what you learned here today. That's what you learn with talking Yang. There it goes. Deep to left. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Jake continues to rake. Oh, Nelly, did Storielli crush that? You know what? That's just because that's that's Sterling's pattern, like really well. Yeah, yeah, that was really good. First I did name, like their last name. I did like all the O'Brien Lion sends that ball flying. I did like those. The roar one was close. That was my fourth place. Oh, O'Brien the Lion roars one to the seats. That one. Yeah, I just picture Sterling Sterling really laying into the roar. You know which one I like? That was like too simple, but I liked it. What's that? Oh, my. Oh, boy. Oh, Brian. <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> Actually, dude, I didn't say that one in a Sterling voice. I do like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, my. Oh, boy. Oh, Brian. <laughs> That's pretty good. I think he holds out the Owen O'Brien longer. Let's hear it. 
Oh my! Oh boy! Oh Brian! <laughs> I guess I went to sports broadcaster at the end there. Yeah, but. you ruined it. You're the worst. And again, everyone, Albert Grazi just got a Yankees jersey of his choice by paying two dollars a month and writing a silly thing about my last name. So sign up for Patreon, and you get hooked up with that stuff. Oh, Patreon.com, talking Yanks. Yeah, Patreon. Given Sterling and Nelly is strong. Really strong. All right. That about ends the show for us today. Hopefully we have news. If not, we'll be back on Thursday for more voicemails, maybe some Yankee history, maybe some other fun stuff. If you miss Jake and I in the downtime, you can head out, check out John Boy and Jake Radio which is Monday through Friday, uh, all sports, all silly stories, bunch of fun interaction with listeners and all that stuff. But if not, just come back to Talking Yanks. We'll be back Thursday with another show. We thank you very much. Keep calling in, 908-845-5792. Thank you very much. Go Yankees. Go Yankees. Tell them, Grandma. Go Yankees. <laughs>